You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Welcome to Big New Sports. Featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality. And Christian Miller, a national championship winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian. Well, good afternoon, and that it is. Hope everyone had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I know I did. I trust Lars, Naden, and Seth, all of our folks that work on this show on a daily basis. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. SEC baseball tournament was going on. Now we've got the uh, baseball NCAA tournament with 16 seeds and 16 locations, Alabama and Auburn both included. Uh, Stallions with a huge win of the Breakers Saturday afternoon, 24-20. And then yesterday, rain finally let way uh, enough to where they could run the Coca-Cola 600. Lars, did you have a good weekend? Had a great weekend. Uh, I was able to get a lot of different things done. And uh, I was really interested in the NBA game last night. And uh, could the Miami Heat actually blow a 3-0 lead? They did not. Um, And this was all about Jimmy Butler just uh, taking over once again. Uh, It was never really close. Um, You know, I think the the Heat were up by seven at the end of the first quarter. They're up 11 at half. Uh, At the end of the third quarter, uh, Boston got it to 10. But then Miami in the first 70 seconds of the fourth blew it open to a 17-point lead. And that was all she wrote for Boston. And now the question becomes for Boston, do they do they tear it all down or do they try to give it another shot? Um, hugely disappointing, uh, I think, for Boston fans and Boston uh, front office personnel and the Boston players. I mean, you're losing to uh, an eight seed. And uh, and again, I mean, nobody could have predicted this run that the Miami Heat are on. Um, but uh, it was really, again, late in the game or during the whole game is all about Jimmy Butler finishing with 28 points, seven boards, uh, six assists. And uh, he was after he was asked, uh, I think it was after game two. He was like, what, what is Miami's late game offense? And Butler just smiled and said, it's give me the ball and get out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I don't know. Do you do you give Miami a puncher's chance against Denver, the the one seed in the West? And I know I think right after the game, Miami flew uh, from Boston to Denver to start acclimating to the altitude and uh, just preparing for the Nuggets. I wonder if the altitude or Jokic is going to give them the biggest problem. <laughs> Um, you know, that's a big adjustment, Lars. I know you've been to Denver and places of that altitude, and simply walking up a flight of stairs is difficult for the average human being. Now, these guys are thoroughbreds, probably not as big an adjustment as it is for them as it is for me or you, but I don't I don't know if they have a shot at all. I mean, Denver's just so good, but I didn't think the Lakers would have a shot. And, you know, they gave them a little bit of a run, so... Um, 
we'll see. Uh, but right now, if you just ask me, I, I would say the Nuggets win it in five. Yeah, I, I think I think five is probably uh, the right number as well. But how was your Memorial Day weekend, Matt? Uh, fantastic. Uh, did my deal with the Stallions on Saturday. That was a wonderful occasion. And then hung out with the family the rest of the weekend. So, um, you know, not anything huge to write home about. But I did enjoy the time with the Stallions. And in fact, Buddy Idolette, who was on the first Stallions team and was an All-American Alabama, and they went on to play for the Packers, Steelers. Uh, he's going to join us in a little while. I'll let him go into greater detail. But I was also very interested uh, as uh, to follow – what happened the SEC baseball tournament? Bandy ended up beating AM by a score of 10-4. Um, then you got Alabama hosting and Auburn hosting. I'm not surprised by that at all, Lars. Um, there's been a little bit of a rub from uh, some Tide fans and baseball fans in general that said uh, Alabama was 16 out of 16 when they were going through all of the tournament sites. But they are a host, and they will take on um, – Nickel State uh, this Friday night. So 16 sites, eight, half of them are belong to the SEC. Probably could have been more, or I think there could have been more teams involved. Um, I had to count a little while ago. I think we got eight hosts from the SEC, but was Tennessee the only extra team? I'm going to have to look uh, that up. Yeah. Uh, ask, better yet, I'll ask Robbie Glenn. Yeah, we're going to have Robbie Glenn on here in a few minutes, uh, who's our become our resident baseball, college baseball expert. But also, how about uh, the Alabama softball team, Montana oh. Fouts? Wow. Uh, she was just incredible uh, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Alabama rallies from losing the opener to Northwestern to winning two straight. Uh, Montana pitched great in a 3-2 victory. And that was her 100th career win, Yeah, which is really amazing. It puts her in rarefied air. Uh, she's one of three pitchers in Alabama history to record 100 victories and 1,000 strikeouts in a single career, along with uh, Shelly Laird and Kelsey Dune, Dunn. Um, but what a, what a moment. And, um, you know, this – all season long, when we've talked about this Alabama softball team, you know, it's, it was always a question of do they have enough hitting and do they have any pitching after fouts? And, you know, we always I kind of viewed them as somewhat of a, you know, not not a flawed team, but just not as maybe powerful as they've been in a few, you know, a couple seasons. But it was this gritty performance by Montana Fouts and, and clutch hits. I want to note that Texas A&M is also, I think that would make the 10th team for the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, I think Alabama, uh, Northwestern might have shaken them up just a little bit on Friday. Or was it Thursday of last week? Yeah. Uh, they, they came back a little different, and then they relied on Montana. And I was thinking about Fouts yesterday, Lars. Where is she? she's she's got to be the most popular and most recognized, and maybe the best softball player Alabama's ever had. Would would you tend to agree with that? Yes, for as much I, I'm not I'm no historian of Alabama softball. Trust me, but uh, yeah, I, I would. Uh, I can't imagine anyone who has a higher profile than Montana. And I think 
that her injury, which uh, I think Murphy said that was the, tr- m- the most difficult day of his life when she got hurt. But, and that was huge. But she appears, she looked a little tender, I think, in the first couple of games. She looks she looks pretty strong now, doesn't she, Lars? Yeah, yep, she looked really good. Um, it's going to be uh, the third time that Montana Fouts has gotten Alabama to uh, to a, a Women's College World Series. And uh, the opening round is on Thursday. They're going to be going against Tennessee. Um, and, you know, when you have a pitcher of Montana's caliber, um, I, I give Alabama a chance to win it all. And also – also, when it comes to injuries, um, have you ever experienced or talked to athletes about sometimes when you get injured, it intensifies your focus when you're not at 100 percent. And it's like you, you compensate for any physical limitations you have by sort of exerting more mental concentration and uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever sort of thought about that or discussed that with anyone over the years, but it's something that that I that I've noticed. You know, like Michael Jordan in the flu game. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm sure there's other instances throughout recent sports history where we could come up of uh, of men and women performing at a really high level, even though. They may not have been physically at 100%. How about Kirk Gibson? <laughs> yeah. That may be the most famous of all time. I mean, it was the natural come to life. But You know, I, I watched that the other day. Just uh, the whole uh, series of uh, – it must have been the anniversary. Of, no, it's not the anniversary of it. But I, I don't know. For some reason, I saw it the other day. And I didn't realize – that he could barely walk. Yeah, no. I mean, talk about the ultimate desperation move by Tom Les, Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> but boy, it worked out. Yeah, sure. It was, golly, top five moments in the history of baseball, probably. Um, yeah, and and he did it off Eckersley. For goodness sakes, that yeah. that day that was the equivalent of Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'll tell you who didn't fight back from um, an early ankle injury was your man, Jason Tatum. He, I know. he only ended yep. up with 14 points. And I wanted to ask you this, and then we're going to make way for Robbie Glenn and, and getting back to injuries. I think it would have been a massive difference if that had happened midway through the second quarter as opposed to the very first play off the tip. Yeah, that that, kind that, of that deflate you when your best player goes down. Yeah, the, the game could have had a different outcome if uh, if Tatum doesn't get hurt because you know what Tatum is capable of. Um, boy, you know what the, his his inconsistencies just got to drive the coaches mad because uh, he can be at times or or for stretches he looks like the best player in the league. I agree. And, th- and then there are stretches where he's just average, you know, and, 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 he, and, he, can't, and he absolutely goes on these, these cold streaks uh, from the field and he makes some questionable decisions. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you break up this team? Like yeah. have, the, have the Celtics 
maxed out, you know, with the uh, with Tatum and Brown as, as your two sort of cornerstone franchise guys. Um, there's going to be some hard decisions to make up in Boston. To, do you keep that core group together or do you uh, do you tear it down and then build it back up? Speaking of decisions, um, they're not necessarily going to be made this week in Destin, Florida, with the SEC spring meetings. But they are certainly going to be discussed, and they already are. We'll talk about that later in the show. But coming up next, let's go to Robbie Glenn, former Alabama baseball player, is going to join us and talk about the Tide, the NCAA, and what's happening in T-Town this weekend. Also, what's happening in Auburn. I love the fact that Troy and Stanford are included in the mix here in the state of Alabama. That is cool. You're listening to Big Noon Sports, presented by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. The Alpha T- Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 84. Tonight fair with the low at 64. Tomorrow mostly sunny with a high at 86. Thursday partly sunny, a chance of widely scattered showers by afternoon, the high at 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 80 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on Big News Sports, we've spoken to our team 
baseball, Burke, college baseball, Alabama, SEC, you name it, he's got to dial in. That's Robbie Glenn. Uh, Lars, I think both you and I ended up going over to Robbie sometime on the weekend and watching baseball. Isn't that right? Is that right, Robbie? We just didn't come at the same time. Yeah, both of y'all came different days and enjoyed some games with me. It was, it was fun sitting outside watching them. Uh, yeah, it was a nice time. Blast. And, uh, I got to meet uh, Stryker for the first time, and, uh, man, that was uh, very heartwarming. Uh, love that kid now. Uh, did before, but especially do now. Robbie, uh, did Al- a lot of people are complaining Alabama may have not gotten a great seed. As they, Some say they were the 16th out of the 16. Is that a big deal or not? Uh, you know, you're, you're in the tournament. You're hosting. I agree. I mean, look at the other regions. I mean, if you if you would have got another one, I I think Auburn has a tough tough uh, Southern Miss and them coming in is tough. Um, I like our our chances at, with our region. I have Nichols, who we start off with, you know, a, you know, you would think okay, that's a good draw, but you know they they beat LSU uh, a few weeks back, you know, six to five. So they can play. Um, they got a couple good pitchers, and it uh, looks like they're defensively sound. But if you look at that, like five guys make all defensive t- for their uh, conference, and they have freshman pitcher of the year in their conference. So they got some arms and they got some defense. Robbie, what was your assessment of just Alabama's overall play in the SEC tournament? Oh, I thought they played great. I mean, you're talking the, the strongest conference. Look at look at how many teams are in. Ten. Eight are hosting. And the other two are number two seeds in both theirs. I mean, so, I mean, that's just strong. And for them to, to get a couple wins like they did, and, yeah, they lost to Florida, who is just on fire. And they get knocked out by Vanderbilt, who just caught fire on them in the first inning. I mean, 5 nothing first inning. Bama hung in, tried to play them. But then, you know, Vandy turned around and did the thing to Florida. Same thing. Jumped on him first inning. Get it to Texas A&M. Jumped off. So, Vandy got hot. So, Bama, great. I'm a little worried about uh, Tommy. I hope it's just a, you know, he stayed out that that game against Vandy just for for precautionary, I'm sure. And I'm sure he'll be ready to go Friday. But, you know, that's a big bat you want to see in there. Robbie, what do you have to have? from your pitchers, you, you're going to have a one and a two, maybe your bullpen's the third starter, so to speak. How does Alabama match up there? It concerns me. Uh, I, like I said all along, I love the pitching staff. They throw strikes, they get people out, they don't give you free bases by the walk. They let your defense play, and our defense is strong. Outfield covers ground. You know, infield doesn't make any bad plays. Shortstop covers a lot of ground. I think our pitching staff will be ready to go. It, it was great to get uh, one of them back, and he was just dealing um, against Auburn. So, you know, it's one game at a time. You have to double elimination tournament, but you got you want to win that that first game and worry about the second, who your opponent is then. So everything's got to be focused on Nichols because they're going to throw their ace, and everybody's got an ace, you know. So you got to be ready to play. Robbie, what are your thoughts about um, the SEC possibly moving the uh, SEC baseball tournament out of Hoover? You know, we, we've heard of uh, different places uh, that it could go, maybe to, to Dallas or uh, Nashville. 
Um, just your thoughts on on if it should stay uh, long term in Hoover. Well, I always think it should stay in Hoover. I mean, that was evident with the, the crowds that were there. You know, you see it on TV how packed it was, and then you watch other conference tournaments, and they don't even come close to having the crowds. Um, and Hoover goes full out. I mean, they they built the complexes around for them to practice, for kids to play, the water park, the new uh, mobile home, you know, place to come in and just tailgate, hotels, restaurants, all buy in. Um, I, I just like it there, but I get it. You know, people are always unhappy about something, and they want to go inside a dome. We don't have to worry about rain. But still, I mean, it's, it's baseball. It's outdoors. It's fun. And I, I didn't hear any complaints. I, I would hate for it to move. And, you know, they don't move Omaha. World Series is in. You know, Nebraska is always there. So no one complains about going there. It's tradition. And sometimes it's just good to have that. I agree 100%. The only reason I would heed way just a little bit is because of the addition of uh, Texas and Oklahoma, but maybe for a year. But if all truth being told, I don't want it to move ever. I think it belongs right there. And ask the LSU fans where they want it. <laughs> you know, ask yeah. the other teams where they want it. Mississippi State, LSU. LSU has an RV area all by themselves. I mean, there's so many LSU yeah. Mississippi State fans here. And then, of course, you've got the locals with Alabama and Auburn. Um, I would, it would be a sad day if they moved. Um, but let's hope that is on down the line. Oh, don't you think it's very cool, Robbie, what the NCAA, and they've been doing this for years, what they do with teams that have qualified like your Troys and your Sanford. Um, I guess uh, Troy is going to play in Tuscaloosa. Sanford will be playing Auburn, and they got a tough draw against Southern Miss. Don't go to sleep on those guys. The Golden Eagles are very good. But keeping local local is something good. the NCAA tournament has done for a long time, and I really I like that. Yeah, I do. I, you know, Troy kind of you know kind of scares me a little bit because we've played them twice this year, and it's that team's going to be very familiar with Alabama. <laughs> so it's always tough to play a team that many times in one season. They're going to know your pitchers, your hitters. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it, awesome. Sanford excited to be going there. That's going to be a fun park to go to. And, and they kind of do that everywhere. If you look at the other, uh, tournaments, uh, they put everybody at a central location where they can get there and some of their fans travel. So uh, I hope it's a good weekend for Bama. I hope, I hope the crowd comes out. I know tickets went on sale today. I'd like to see how many were sold. Um, and this is going to be a great atmosphere. It looks like the weather's going to be great. You know, you're going to have your pop-up rain. Like we do, but the temperature looks like 80s, like low 80s. That's that's not, especially at night. That's gonna be nice. Robbie, just uh, sort of zooming out and taking a bigger picture at the entirety of the of the NCAA tournament. Who who would you consider one or two of the of the favorites to uh, win it all? Well, you know, SEC, of course. I mean, Florida's just so strong with their bat. And they're pitching. They have got to be, you know, again, these conference, these regionals are tough, and then you're super regional. So you've got to get through those. I, I like, and then Vandy got hot. But I, I would say, uh, you know, I've always said Bama can make a run. And I see Bama getting to the World Series. Uh, not just because I'm a Bama 
Alabama guy. I just see them getting there with their bats. I see Florida. Um, I can't remember how the super regions are matched up. I'm sure they're going to try and knock some of the SEC out. But LSU and Arkansas, you know, <laughs> they got stud pitchers, man, and hitters, like all the way through. I see those guys going, but then you got number one Wake Forest, you know, leading the nation in ERA. So you got to you got to got to like some of those guys. But I, I'm still going with an SEC powerhouse like like a Florida, LSU, Bama, Arkansas, somewhere in there. I don't know many teams in the nation that can keep up with what Florida throws at you three, four, five. I mean, these guys are almost hitting four hundred. And they've got, I think, collectively, don't they have like sixty, seven, eight home runs? I mean, they're they're bashers. So, if I were forced to pick somebody right now, that would be it. But um, Robbie, as always, man, we really appreciate your time. Everything going all right with Striker and the gang? Uh, no, he had another bad morning, guys. He uh, he uh, it's just a. Uh... When you have overnight continuous speeds through your G-tube and then you're on a BiPAP, little things can trigger. And he coughed about 3.45 in the morning. Well, when he coughed, that made the BiPAP pull suck, pull suck like it does, and it made him gag and he threw up. So we were in a, we were in a bit of a scare there until about 5 o'clock till we can get him back uh, breathing correctly. It was a, it was a rough morning. Um, but he, he was doing okay now, so I'm back at work. And, but I tell you, it's going to be a great weekend. Alabama softball, proud of them. Yeah. And then baseball this weekend hosting. And I, you know, Montana, everyone talks about the hitters, but you got to remember when you get to this, everybody's got a great pitcher. And Alabama hitters look like they're struggling, but that's what they got there from winning their region with a long ball. But they went against that Northwestern girl could pitch. So I don't want to hear bashing their hitters because that girl can throw. And uh, just like when Montana comes in, those hitters can't touch her. A good pitcher will set down some good hitters. That's a tough thing to do. So I'm I'm, I'm ready to see him play Tennessee. All right, Lars and I'll do Thursday the whole weekend. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thank come you, on. Robbie. Thank you, Robbie. All right, thank you, Lars, Matt. Talk you to you Hey, uh, when we get back, let's talk a little bit about what's going on down in Destin, the SEC meetings. I don't think anything's going to be voted on and decided this week, but man, I think it's going to get very close as to who's going to vote where, how many schedules we're going to get, how many teams, how many do you play year to year. I'm changing my mind on this thing a little bit, Lars, uh, after listening to some of the other, some of the coaches and Sankey talk, uh, We'll get into that, what's happening down on the Gulf Coast for the Southeastern Conference on Big Noon Sports. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. A lot of new- The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com.
The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good, until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Kelly Creek base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Reports that he's so upset about the proposed uh, three permanent teams that Alabama would face in the nine-game format, Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee, that he's ready to scrap the whole discussion and just stay at eight. So I don't know. There's so many competing interests. And this is what always what made Mike's live so good. I know I talk about Mike a lot, but – he was such a good man, a good uh, commissioner when it came to uh, leading negotiations and finding common ground, you know, where everybody's a little ticked off, right? Isn't that what they, what they say in negotiations? Like, you know, it's a good negotiation if everybody's a little <laughs> upset because they nobody's didn't. happy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so Sankey's got, you know, some real – challenges in front of him to try to to get a consensus of, of where to move and uh espn you're right espn is going to play a role in this because if you go to nine uh espn hasn't said yet how much money that they are going to be willing to pay for that ninth game right uh, we started this conversation lars it eventually will come down to the moolah yeah. Hey, yeah. um, want to thank uh, Seth. Just sent us a text out. Some good news concerning Alabama basketball. Mark Sears is returning. I'm sure, the that is uh, taken in a very positive way since they lost half their starting line, more than half. Anyway, yeah. uh, Buddy Eilett, University of Alabama All American, uh, former Stallion. Uh, Buddy's just known for football in this state. He used to block for the wishbone. (laughs) We'll be back talking with Buddy in a minute. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside, this is Big Noon Sports. Tom. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. 
Call Haley on her cell. Yes, her cell. 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Hey, Jim. Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 84. Tonight fair with the low at 64. Tomorrow mostly sunny with a high at 86. Thursday partly sunny, a chance of widely scattered showers by afternoon, the high at 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. And then he drafted by the Packers, played there, then played three years in the Stallions, and then finished up his career in Pittsburgh. Uh, the reunion was on this weekend. I think there might have been 30 players from the original Stallions um, there at the game and then all the other events that you have with the weekend. Did you have a good time, buddy? Oh, it was a great time. <clears throat> Some of those guys I haven't seen, you know, obviously in, in 40 years. So, uh uh, it's always good to to get back uh, together with your teammates. What story uh, was top shelf in your opinion? <laughs> That's going to be difficult. What? Uh, which one was top shelf? Yeah, uh, which was your favorite that you heard over the weekend? That's really not fair because y'all got together, I guess, Friday morning and uh, were together through Saturday night. So. I imagine there were a lot of stories told. What do you remember about the league, buddy? Well, the USFL uh, back in the eighties uh, um, was was obviously a a, a league that was uh, uh, trying to compete with the NFL. They they uh, established themselves, drafted, uh, did a regional draft to uh, promote interest, um, and then. Tried to sign some some uh, high-profile NFL players whose contracts might be up, but also, you know, uh, players that the NFL also drafted. So uh, back then, it was it was kind of trying to compete with the with the NFL, um, and so the competition was good. You know, the teams the 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 teams were not NFL level teams, but the you know the league as a whole. Gave a lot of guys, coaches, trainers, and everybody, you know, opportunity to get better uh, with their trade. And and the league grew. You know, I think it got better each year. So uh, 
Um, yeah. I, I think they accomplished what they wanted, you know, other than staying in business, I guess. Buddy, do you have a uh, favorite single uh, memory from that league? Well, I mean, uh, I, I guess the, the, you know, the, the first year of the Stallions, we were 9-9, nine and nine, uh, had, had a good year. Uh, the second year, we, 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 we made the playoffs. Uh, uh, and then the third year, we really thought we were going to be able to go to the, uh, uh, to, to the league championship, uh, having a home, uh, home playoff. Uh, and uh, so that memory, you know, uh, my time in the NFL, I never played in, in any of the playoff games. So, uh, you know, going, going, you know, to the, uh, postseason, uh, I guess is probably your your best. Now, I'll I'll, I'll I'll couch that with you know when you just look back on a period, just what happened when the guys get together. You know, it's it's the camaraderie, your teammates, and you know that locker room feeling is what you miss most. Oh, I think we might have lost Lord. Sorry about that, Matt. I, go go ahead, Matt. Uh, buddy, are you surprised even today when you introduce yourself and people go, oh, man, I remember you? Uh, well, yes, surprised and, 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 and flattered, you know, obviously. Now, it has probably helped because I stayed here in Birmingham, um, was, was, was kind of local, regional, you know, being from Alabama and playing at Alabama uh, like that. So, um, you know, but, but again, you know, it's been a long time since, since we laced it up. So, uh, so, so when you're remembered, uh, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it is a feel good. And, and, and uh, like I said, it, it's kind of flattering that folks do remember you. And so Buddy, we were just know, talking just, about uh, the main issue at the SEC meetings this year, whether or not to play eight games, uh, eight conference games or nine. Do, do you have any thoughts on that, uh, what you would like to see? Well, I, I, you know, probably from the player's standpoint, it probably doesn't matter. They just want to play whatever they play and, uh, you know, win their games, whether it's eight or nine conference games. Um, my own personal is I like to see the nine, uh, just because the league has grown, you know, by several teams. And when, 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 when you grow that, you know, by that many, you know, uh, for, for you to, you know, get, get to each school and, and play in each place and have them come to you. And, uh, it gives that opportunity. I don't even know if they can work that out. You know, e- even back when I was in school, we didn't play everybody. Uh, you know, uh, home and away, you know, because uh, I, I never played up at, uh, in, in Lexington. So I'm kind of looking forward to uh, going up there. Um, so, I mean, uh, do I care which way it goes? No. Uh, but for for the, the guys' experience, the players' experience, nine's probably better. Buddy, when you see offensive linemen today – and you think back, what did you play at about six four two fifty? Well, yeah, I got up to about two sixty eight, somewhere right in there. Uh, um, 
towards towards the end of my career and whatnot. But uh, no, it's it's nowhere near what these kids are now. I mean, uh, I just had lunch with my grandson, and he's a an inch taller than me and about thirty pounds heavier. So it's it's and 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 he's fixing to be a senior in high school. So uh, it's yeah, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the size is just uh, truly staggering. Um, what to you, just to, in the big picture here of uh, Nick Saban and what he's been, been able to accomplish at Alabama, is there a secret sauce to his success, his success that you, you've been able to, to pick up on? Or is it just, you know, kind of what we've been talking about for years, just, you know, his 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 dedication to the process and his consistency and and uh, just his ability to flat out uh, develop players. Well, I, I think the key there is the development of players. That's uh, I think that's what he talks about when he talks about the process and and you know I, I guess when you get there as a, as a player, uh, you know the, you know how how you progress along how quickly in the process is kind of up to you. You know, I mean, uh, there are some that, uh, uh, you know, that are inserted right away and, and some that need a, a little, little longer marinating. Uh, uh, I would say, you know, even back in the day, I was kind of one of those that, that, you know, needed a few years under my belt just to get the difference from high school to college under my belt before, uh, you know, being really introduced into SEC play. So, um, I mean, I just think it's, you know, astounding and, and, and love. Anytime I see any of these kids, I say, man, enjoy it, you know, and while, while it's going on. Because, I mean, you look back and now, even now, I'm just glad my parents kept, you know, all the, all the newspaper clippings and, uh-huh. and, and stuff like that. Because, you know, you, you kind of go through it, you know. You know, uh, you you don't know how to. I don't know if appreciates the right, but but to 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 really uh, uh, you know uh, feel good about it and and uh, 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 you know get get the full full feeling of it. So um, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure the the guys in the '60s thought, well, you know, we'll probably never have a run like this again. And then the '70s, sure. we thought, you know, probably the same thing. And and so um, it's just been a pleasure watching it, really. It's been uh, it's been a blast for those in Crimson and White. Buddy, always a pleasure. Great to see you the other night. And uh, let's do this again. We want to get a little bit closer to the football season, all right? Uh, we'd love to, Matt. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Hey, Lars, thanks so much. Uh, what a great guy. I think you could figure that out if you didn't already know him. Hey, let's take a break. We'll get back top of the hour. Report more from Destin. Uh, And we're going to talk some NASCAR with my buddy Jimmy Creed, too. So, 75th anniversary. That's all coming up on Big News Sports. This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. 
Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders. We are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing. Victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Ministry has evolved. It will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., get a meat and 3 vegetables for just $8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch soup, salad, or sandwich combo. I'll see you at the free. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller. Big Noon Sports. Presented by Aiden Sampson, Union Hall Morgan. Lars, uh, as we discussed uh, at length at some time in the uh, first hour, the SEC meetings are going on in Destin. Scheduling is the is the big topic there, whether to go, stay with eight or go with nine. SEC baseball, eight teams host in the first round and um, ten total. At Tennessee and Texas A&M. Uh, Alabama host, they'll take on um, Nickel State this Friday night. Uh, before that, Boston College. And Lars, I've read a little bit on them. Evidently, they bring the bats off the bus. So uh, watch out for the, for the Eagles of Boston College. Then Southern Miss is playing Samford down in Auburn Friday. And the uh, nightcap will be Auburn versus Penn. Uh, saw the Stallions beat the Breakers. You know, that broke the tie at the top of their division. Now uh, Birmingham's the only team with a 5-2 and two record. That is good. Um, then uh, the Coca-Cola 600, Ryan Blaney won. And I, he erased a drought that's, I think, close to two years. And you don't normally think about that with a Penske guy, but that's the matter of fact. So you got that. And then last night at the NBA, the Heat beat the Celtics, pulling away in the fourth quarter, 103-84. to 84. The Celtics, Lars, were 9 of 42 from three-point range. Yeah, they were uh, hoisting up some clunkers last night. And um, as as you mentioned in the first hour, uh, you got the sense that it wasn't going to be Boston's night just right from the jump when uh, Jason Tatum hurts his ankle. And, uh, you know, their best player is not anywhere near 100%. And, um, you know, you could see just uh, the look of utter dejection and defeat on the on Boston's head coach's face after the game when 
he was discussing Tatum and and a, a reporter did something that absolutely drives me crazy is when uh, he didn't ask a question but makes a statement like <laughs> he's he, the, his, his what he said was uh, hey Tatum gets hurt early you must have known that it wasn't your night right <laughs> and so and and the head coach of Boston's like you just answered the question of course <laughs> disappointing you know uh so no to reporters don't make a statement and uh when you're asking a question just uh, ask the question um but, so true so yeah, true. yeah. um but uh yeah i mean there's a lot even though it's you know allegedly a slow time on the sports calendar there's actually a lot going on especially in the state of alabama and and matt you have been in the state for a long time has has the quality of baseball and softball ever been so high oh it's great it, it seems it seems like every you know every major school in this state is playing for a, a championship um softball uh i think that's kind of been a, a true statement at alabama for what the last 10 15 years uh baseball there was a time in the 80s when barry schollenberger and that's who robbie glenn played for and then how baird was at auburn and auburn had these guys named frank thomas and another guy named Bo. um they were really good in the 80s. I think it was equal to what Alabama and Auburn are now uh, to a certain extent, maybe even a little bit better because um, they were making the World Series not every year, but uh, Auburn and Alabama were making appearances back then. Uh, definitely in the last 15 years, we've just seen Alabama softball program rocket. And it wasn't bad before then. Uh, yeah. But baseball wise, I think it's equal to late 80, mid eighties to late eighties and early nineties. Um, there's a lot of good players. You ever hear of a guy? As long just do a quick baseball dive here. Did you ever hear of a guy named David Magadan? I mean, you yes. probably were about because he. Uh, I remember watching him. It was number thirty for some baseball team. I'm not. Maybe the White Sox. He played for a few teams. I remember him. I think more than anybody with the Mets. But yeah. Uh, that guy could hit 300 falling out of bed. Uh, one of the best pure hitters I've ever seen. He opened the 83 College Baseball World Series with 11 consecutive hits. Wow. Just think about that for a minute. That's like over the course of three games. Uh, yeah. Amazing. I, I think that record still stands. You know... I go back and I try to think of who's the best college baseball player I've seen because growing up in Lincoln, Nebraska, I would go to Omaha all, all the time uh, for the College World Series. And, man, I, I remember Roger Clemens at Texas just being so dominant. I remember Will Clark at Mississippi State just uh, tearing it up. Um, uh, ben McDonald at lsu he was oh, so good. yeah and he is really good broadcaster you're he's absolutely right. i don't know why he doesn't do more 
I know. Uh, I, I'm sure it's by choice because I he, think so too. Because he, can do he, it on a network level. he is really good. But yeah, I agree. I, I think probably the best college baseball player I've seen is probably Will Clark. He just uh, uh, man, he, that he was special. For that team not to win the World Series is just beyond me. They had Clark, Thigpen, and Brantley all played multiple years in Major League Baseball. The team you mentioned, Roger Clemens. <clears throat> Clemens was a part of the Texas team that beat Alabama for the World Series championship. Uh, they also had Calvin Schiraldi. Remember him? Played for the Sox. Yeah. Uh, um, they had Spike Literally. Owen was their shortstop. Well, greatest name for shortstop I think I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed watching uh, those Oklahoma State teams. They were always – that was a power program. Who was that big guy with forearms and, and looked like Popeye? Uh, big long ball hitter. Uh, oh. and let me just throw that one out at you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back then, uh, Arizona State was really good. UCLA was really good. Um uh, Texas, boy, you know, they're going to be a great addition baseball-wise, and I guess so is OU, especially the softball. Just kind of thought about that. Yeah. Um, it's I, I love it. I love the uh, um, the, the College World Series. It's, it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And, and, and the thing is, I, to be given the format, doesn't it seem like not necessarily the best team is going to win? Like it's, I think it's the hottest team wins, and 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 Robbie made reference to that uh, last hour. It's it's the team that like just gets on a roll, and the and the bats heat up, and for whatever reason, Matt, it seems to be contagious. Like you know, uh, it's not just one guy who gets hot. It it, it seems to be like uh, the entire team, and maybe that is just a, a confidence ish, a confidence thing. Uh, maybe it's just you don't want to really to let your teammates down. You don't want to be the weak link in the chain. Um, but yeah, I've always viewed it as a as a tournament that's kind of that's more wide open than uh, a lot of different sports because it, it, it's it, it's hard to get to Omaha, and then you know if you lose that first game and you're in the losers bracket, it, it's tough to to it's tough to win it, but. Um, and you can be going home faster, <laughs> almost as fast as you got there, it seems like. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's a great event. You know, uh, you're so right about streaks. Now, usually if a team has three or four ma future major leaguers on their team, they're probably going to win. Don't necessarily have to be rolling sevens. But I don't think you can find a better example than Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss – uh, there were thoughts that they wouldn't make the tournament last year. This is a year ago. And they not only made it, they went on and won the World Series. And they, and they were a long shot. And I don't think Mississippi State was the actual odds-on favorite the year before that. But then you look at what Ole Miss did last year, and now this year they didn't even make it to the tournament in, in Hoover. So, yeah, it's a game of streaks, and there's no question, Lars, that it's uh, – it's very contagious, and, and there's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, it's just emotion. It's momentum. It's just what happens. But also, there's a certain amount of truth to this, too. If you're hitting in that two-hole 
and that leadoff guy's getting on a lot, man, you there's no pressure on you. If everybody's hitting, you want to hit too. You don't want to be the guy left behind. You want to jump on the wagon too. So there's all yeah. kinds of motivation there. And uh, I think that uh, some of some of this may be true for both Alabama and Auburn. Absolutely. That's uh, going on right now. Um, I think especially with Alabama and uh, we'll, we'll see. Hey, I didn't even look this up. It just came to me for some reason. The hitter you're thinking of from Oklahoma State. Pete and Cavillia. Pete and Cavillia. Yes. Boom, I got it at the last minute. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Baseball America named him the college baseball player of the century um, for the Inky. 20th. So. Yeah. And, I uh, like that, and they call him Inky. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was something. Uh, and I think he had a decent career in the majors. With I think Texas. he played eight or nine years. Yeah. Um, he was pretty much all about the long ball, wasn't he? Yeah, all or nothing. And, man, he could all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, let's take a break. Uh, I don't know if you've ever made my, met my friend Jimmy Cree. He's uh, from the Talladega area. He's been writing NASCAR in Talladega for 42. He's been around as long as I have. But he, along with four other writers, were asked by NASCAR to compile a, it's a coffee table book on NASCAR in its 75th year. Um, it's absolutely fabulous. And for those uh, from the state of Alabama, it, obviously it's chock full of uh, Allison and Bonnet and Farmer and all that kind of stuff. So we'll talk to him about that. And I'll also talk about the Coca-Cola 600 yesterday. One by, by the way, Roger Penske, he, he uh, I was going to say hat trick. What two? He won the double header. He won Indy and then turned around and won in Charlotte. Pretty big stuff. Roger Penske hat. does not age. He's incredible. That's kind of aggravating, isn't it? <laughs> you know how many times he's won the Indianapolis 500? I didn't uh, know this. I heard uh, it yesterday. I would, I would guess like 15. You're very good. 19. Large. Uh, Get a QP. No, I, 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 I got to be really close with Roger when I was covering uh, uh, motorsports for SI. And uh, he always had a dinner uh, three nights before the 500. And it was one of the most uh, uh, enjoyable events of the year. I mean, you feel like you arrived as a, as a writer to be invited by Roger uh, to this dinner where it's just him and his drivers and maybe like five or six media members. And uh, yeah, the, the the wine would flow very freely. At the yeah, I've been, uh, I've been to the NASCAR version of that. And uh, I bet it was every bit as good if not. I mean, I know the Indy was great with Penske, but uh, this one was put on by NASCAR. Hey, hey, I got to get Jimmy Creed on. That's coming up on Big Noon Sports. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. The Alpha Tau base in Birmingham, Alabama. 
We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. It's time to get I 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 84. Tonight, fair with a low at 64. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 86. Thursday, partly sunny. A chance of widely scattered showers by afternoon. The high at 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 82 degrees in Tuscaloosa. who is uh, one of the four authors authors for NASCAR, 75 years, 48 to 23. Uh, Jimmy hooked up with Mike Kimbrey, Al Pierce, and Kelly Crandall to compose this book. <clears throat> Many of you know Jimmy from his days, The Aniston Star. He also recently wrote a book uh, with Donnie Allison. Uh, it's called as uh, Donnie Allison, as I recall. But anyway, I could keep going on and on with the introduction. But first of all, I'll just say, hey, Jimmy, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing okay, Matt. How about you, buddy? I had a great Memorial Day weekend. I hope you did, too. Uh, tell us how this book came about and then how you got involved. Well, I was fortunate to get involved um, with, through Mike Ambry. Uh, Mike has been a long-time uh, NASCAR well, when we when, back when we had newspapers, they used to call them beat writers. Uh, he, so he Mike's been doing it probably thirty years or more. Uh, he was kind of the um, the the guy that pulled together uh, the the authors for uh, a publishing company called Quattro, and he was very fortunate. Um, to, I was very fortunate that he he called me. Actually, uh, you you may know Larry Woody, who's a good friend of mine. Uh, the whole world writer. knows Larry Woody. <laughs> <laughs> well, Larry was a good enough friend of mine that um, he uh, Mike actually called Larry first, and 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 which was a, a great call because Larry's been around forever. Uh, and Larry just said he didn't really want to do it, but he recommended to Mike that Mike call me, and I got a chance to be part of something that that is 
turned out to be really, really special. What uh, what was your favorite part of uh, of digging into the book and and uh, recapturing and capturing uh, great moments in NASCAR history? Well, I tell you what, I actually ended up um, I they contracted with me to do one chapter, which was the 1980s, uh, and then uh, the um, the publishing company uh, looked at it and said, "Hey, you know, we're going to need some help." Uh, pulling together all these photos and coming up with a master a master list of photos and getting them together and then writing the captions for the photos. And so um, they they contracted me to do that as well. So that was and that was a fun project, but it, boy, it was also um, it was also quite a load because it was there were so many things in, in so many instances. And so many personalities involved in this in 75 years of NASCAR that you just, you know, you felt like, hey, I got to have a picture of this event or this race or this driver, and you couldn't have them all. So um, the real, the, the the most fun part to me was was pulling together the pictures and and you know making sure that we tried to give some information in the in the captions and things like that. And so and I. I've I've been very pleased because I've heard a lot, you know, a lot of great comments on on the pictures and and how they really make make the book and 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 they do. And I think that's really what you're looking for in a in a coffee table type book is you know a lot of great pictures. Is uh and you may have just said this. I'm gonna ask you real quick. Did NASCAR is NASCAR the one that came up with the idea here? Uh yeah, it, this is the official. Okay. Uh, 75th anniversary book of, of NASCAR. Uh, they they contracted with with Quattro, and then contract uh, Quattro contracted with the rest of us. But yes, this is the actual uh, 75th anniversary book that you if you're at a race and you go to the NASCAR merchandise hauler, uh, that uh, they they have this book there. Uh, you can get it on NASCAR.com. Most of the you know major booksellers and things like that, but yes, this is this is the official recollection of seventy five years of, of NASCAR. Looking back over those seventy five years, and this is a tough question. Uh, what is the single greatest moment in your estimation in NASCAR history? Well, I, that was not hard for me to answer, and Matt Matt knows why. Uh, to me, the single greatest moment in NASCAR history is the 1979 Daytona 500. Um, that that uh, race and the outcome, just just the circumstances involving that race, with it with it being the first race that was ever going to be televised from from uh, green flag to checkered flag, uh, the way it ended up with with Donnie and Kale and Bobby in turn three after the race was over. Um, I, I, I firmly believe that's the um, the pivotal moment for NASCAR right there. That that is the race uh, and the moment that put NASCAR on the map as a as a national sports entity. Well, that certainly involved two members of the Alabama gang in this book. I've thumbed through it, but I, I see Davey, I see Neil. See the Alabama gang. Have you? This is it. This is tougher than the first question that Lars just gave you a minute ago. 
Do you have a favorite Alabama gang story that's included in the 75th anniversary book? Um, you let me see. Let me think about that. I didn't. I didn't have a. I don't think I had an. Well, you know, I, I guess if you want to call it favorite, um, I, I in my chapter in the 80s, you know, I had to hit on the um, the race at Talladega there in '87, uh, yeah. where where Bobby, um, you know, went in into the into the catch fence and. And the storybook finished there with Davey winning his first race and, and Bobby, amazingly enough, being able to see it. And of course, that brought the um, uh, that brought the um, restrictor plates into NASCAR. And so I don't know if that's a favorite because of that, but that's certainly the one in here about the Alabama gang that that the one story in there that really stands out to me that was recounted in detail in in this book and how about uh greatest moment at talladega super speedway greatest moment at that um that's got to be uh in fact (laughs) it's ironically enough go back to the same race there in 1987 uh bill elliott sets a record that will never be broken uh, 212.809 miles an hour to, to qualify to take the pole for that race. And, um, you know, that, and I think that, that was special to me, Lars, because back in that, those days, um, NASCAR, I mean, uh, the Talladega Super Speedway NASCAR, and Matt remembers this, I know, but, uh, qualifying was held on Thursday. And yeah. qualifying was a huge event because, there was always a chance that you were going to go see a new record set. And so I was actually in the stands that day for the, um, for, to see Bill Elliott set that record. And, and so I, you know, that, that is going to be, I mean, it's, that's hard to narrow down because there's been so many great moments at Talladega. You got the, you got the Ron Bouchard, Daryl Waltrip, Terry Labonte finish that's still one of the closest ever. Uh, from 1981, but if if I had to if I had to narrow it down, and and in great part because I was there to see it, that record that that Elliott set in '87 would would stand out for me. Yeah, but you know that track had several other. I mean, Bill Elliott owned it for a while. Literally, he had the keys to the place. Um, and then there was uh, how many when they started the last two laps. Uh, Earnhardt Sr. was 19th, and he won the race. 19th, was, yeah, yeah, came came through. That was his that was his last win at Talladega. That was in uh, October of 2000, um, and then of course you know we lost him the next February in, in Daytona. But um, that one's right up there too. Uh, I mean, like I said, there's so there's been so many moments at Talladega that. It, it would be hard to narrow that question down really to a to a top 10 because uh, you could you could ask 10 different people and and get 10 different answers and that and they all would be right yeah you're so right. that's been that's been one of the you know that's one of the most amazing things about the history of Talladega super Speedway is how many great moments in in NASCAR history we have seen there um, since 1969. How about just on a 
personal level uh, over the years uh who has been your favorite driver to cover and who has been your least favorite driver <laughs> <to cover? laughs> oh man um, well okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take donnie uh out of this because uh, you know a special relationship with Aaron. and i never actually covered donnie in a race so i'll Neither take him I. out you, you never covered donnie in a race nope I started oh, wow. in '82. Yep, yeah, right at the right at the end of his his career there. Um, and you know the guy that and, and a lot of this I'm going to say is I look at it from the standpoint of, of having you know cover when you're covering somebody, uh, especially at, uh, at the, to the extent that we did when I was at the Aniston Star. You you kind of look at it and you're you're. Um, your perception is, is formed a little bit by guys that made your job easier. Uh, but I always liked Jeff Gordon. Uh, he was always very professional. Uh, he didn't, he didn't treat the, the media as, uh, you know, the necessary evil or, you know, get away from me. He was always very professional to me. He even gave me a courtesy of a couple of one-on-one interviews and his holler on a couple of different occasions. So I was like Jeff Gordon. Uh, the guy that I absolutely did not enjoy dealing with, did not enjoy covering, was Tony Stewart. He was a handful. He was a handful. You answer that question. Yeah, I got. I got to say, it's just the opposite. Uh, my my two favorite were uh, Tony Stewart. I got to be really close with Tony. I, I don't know why, but he, he always was great to me. Uh, I flew with him on his plane a lot for stories, uh, traveled with him, um, just g- got to know him really well and thought, I saw him treat people in a very, in an awful way. Uh, and what he always was doing was testing you and he wanted to see if you'd fight back. And if you fought back sort of verbally, he would, I think, re- respect you. But, but I, I saw Tony just be the biggest jerk to all, yeah. all sorts of reporters, cameramen. Um, but I've seen uh, and, destroy cam- cameras, uh, tape recorders. Uh, yeah, he could be a real tooler. The reason why you like him and he liked you is because you would actually drink Schlitz Tallboys with him. <laughs> no, that that is not true. Um, well, and let me ask you this, Lars: What publication was you write for when you were when you yeah, were um, I mean, it, it, it going around with writing, Tony? I was writing for Sports Illustrated, so what, right. I had a big, big audience, big, oh, yeah. and, and he realized that he was he was very media savvy. And I I, lo- I love Jeff Gordon too. I, I thought he was great uh, to deal with, um, uh, and, uh, and and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, most difficult one, and this might come as a surprise. Uh, Michael Waltrip. I just, I just thought <laughs> no, I just not thought, at all. No, I he thought, could be a he could be. A I thought Michael dude. Waltrip was the biggest fraud I'd ever met because he would well, he would be he would be one way on television. And then a completely different way. If you're just one on one with him, uh, you know, in his hall or talking, you know, just very disrespectful. Um, yeah. So. Well, I would. My Michael Walter was a very close second to me. But he was he was probably one B to Tony Stewart. But yeah, he was Michael was a completely 
different person when the television cameras went on and when those lights went up. I mean, I I didn't care if I ever, you know. In, in fact, I, I purposely hoped they never had to do anything about Michael because, in fact, I think I wrote something somewhere along the line one time, Lars, that says for, you know, somebody that's only won four races in 700 62 tries, he certainly had a high opinion of himself. <laughs> yeah. You and know, take, away, uh, take away the uh, the plate races, right? I don't think he ever won on a... On a well, on and a, take, away, a, take, take away the fact that Dale Earnhardt had pity on him and finally put him in a decent a decent ride and he and he got some wins. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, he, he's just a totally, totally different person. And, I, um, and so I... I, I got to say... That, that was a head scratcher to me why Dale Earnhardt was so fond of Michael. I, I didn't get it because Dale was a, as genuine as they come, right? Like he, he, what you saw is what you got. And, uh, right. Michael, not that way. Uh, Dale pushed back on you too, though. He was a little bit like, he didn't tear stuff up, but, uh, he would push you. Um, I tell you oh, what, yeah. I wasn't real fond of Michael's older brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he. You know, there's a lot of people who have remarked on how much he, um, how much he's changed, or how much he changed after after he got into TV. But I, I, I know quite a few people that that aren't fond of it that that I'm very close to. Uh, Me too. About. <laughs> this is a great segment. Drivers yeah. we cannot stand in NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout well, history, you know, and well, and here's so while we're at it, guys, let me just throw this out. What What's your thoughts on Kyle Busch? Stars, did you did you cover Kyle in any great uh, detail? What's your thoughts on him? Uh, I was not a real fan of Kyle Busch, but you know what, Kyle Busch, I think had more talent in his prime than any other driver I ever covered. And, um, and, but, but he was just a, a baby, you know, you, and he couldn't conceal the fact that if he didn't want to be there, his body language was terrible. Um, yeah. you know, he, he just, he, he wouldn't give you the time of day. Um, and, uh, just the, the ego inflation of these guys is just, uh, uh stunning. Of some of them, uh, but some some yeah. were, were were great. Did how about you? Did you did you have a good relationship with Kyle? Mm, I you know I, I I don't I can't say that you know that I I certainly didn't have the the relationship to the extent that you did. Um, you know, mine was really just you know the times I would cover here in Talladega and Daytona, Atlanta. You know, I wasn't I wasn't one of the hard card guys. Um, so I didn't develop that kind of relationship, but you know, again, like you say, the real thing on a lot of these guys is their body language when they're having to deal with you. And that, that kind of goes back to what I said about, about Jeff Gordon. I mean, there were probably times when he didn't want to be doing what he was doing, but he was professional enough not to, you know, not to have such body language that you could just tell like like you said about Kyle Bush, that was a great description. He he just couldn't hide the fact that if he didn't want to be there, 
he was going to let you know it, either through his body language or, you know, head shakes or being non-communicative or whatever. Uh, so, but I, so, I mean, you know, with him, I didn't, I couldn't say I ever had anything like he did, but my perception of him is pretty much, you know, what, what you said as well. And I, and I think what you said about Jeff Gordon is just spot on. A lot of people thought that, oh, he's too corporate, he's too polished, um, but, and that it was manufactured and it wasn't genuine, but that's not the case at all. He, in fact, was just a pro's pro. And, right. And, and that went all the way through the team around him, right? Uh, John Edwards, a pro's yeah, pro, his, his right-hand man, his PR guy. And yeah. uh, if Jeff, if you got, if you requested 30 minutes, you would get 30 minutes exactly, you know, right, yeah. right down to the, the to the button. And and uh, I, I always I respected Jeff, got to be close with him too. And there, there's a reason he he married one of the most beautiful women in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, you mentioned the guy there, we, and we should give those guys a lot of props because they're the ones that really, they take the brunt of a lot of stuff when those guys um, do some of the things they do. But John, in fact, I mentioned getting a chance to, to do a one-on-one with, with um, Jeff. I had mentioned to John, you know, hey, I would, I would like to get 10 minutes with, with Jeff if I could, and he said, okay, I'll make that happen. He told me to meet him at the holler, and, you know, we, we could have very well just stood outside the holler, but Jeff said, hey, let's step in here to the holler and we're more comfortable, and I think he probably gave me, like, he got, I asked for 10, I forget what the subject was that we got on, but it was something that he enjoyed talking about. I, you know, I ended up talking to him for about 15 minutes, and he didn't have to ask me into that holler. He didn't know me from, from Adam, you know, but he was professional enough to say, hey, let's step in here where it's cool. And, and I came away from that interview with a very positive image of, of Jeff Gordon. Very positive image and writing in NASCAR 75 years. It's a great birthday gift or Christmas gift. Look it up online and find out where to buy it. Thank you, Jimmy. We'll talk again soon. All right, guys. Enjoyed it. Thanks for the opportunity. Hey, that was great. Thank you so much. Talk to you later, Lars. All right. We have got to get to a break. Big Noon Sports. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good, until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. 
planning. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days. But check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside, this is Big Noon Sports. Have you? Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. At Target, affordable. At 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 84. Tonight fair with the low at 64. Tomorrow mostly sunny with a high at 86. Thursday partly sunny, a chance of wide. Widely scattered showers by afternoon, the high at 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 82 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Man, this felt wow. And before we know it, it'll be Wednesday. Field day from Montana, Lars asked me with all the teams that I was able, fortunate enough, blessed enough to travel with, was there a player or players um, that I really, really enjoyed being around? And um, first guy that came to mind, and there are others, is a guy that played for UAB in the 90s under Mike Anderson. His name was Sidney Ball, and it wasn't the 90s. I'm old. It was like 2003, 4, 5. But Sydney was the guy that would get you nine rebounds, uh, eight points. 
and six assists every time he hit the floor. You know what I'm talking about, Lars? Just that kind of guy yeah. you got to have on a team. But yeah. He was uh, he was a just a highly intelligent guy, which makes it hard to believe that he and I were friends. <laughs> uh, but um, we just got along. And uh, one of the things that really made me love and respect him was how he treated my son. Because, you know, Matt Man would go on trips with us. And, you know, some of the players would just kind of pat him on the head. But Sydney make it a point to go sit down and talk to him and uh, ask him what he was listening to on, what was it back then, his MP3 or his disc or whatever. (laughs) I want to tell you a quick story to wrap things up about Sydney Ball. We were playing in Columbus against Kentucky. It was the nine versus the one-seeded Wildcats who were not just one, they were 1A. And we are sitting there. I mean, you talk, you know what, Lars, and it's your team. It's okay to pull for them. So we, our entire staff was just jacked up. And it was a nationally televised game on CBS. They didn't have it divided up back then, I don't think. But anyway, <clears throat> we're about ready for opening tip. The buzzer sounded, all that, and players are starting to head towards the circle for the jump ball. And all of a sudden, Sydney, who was a starter, just sprinted off the court like you know, the, something was on fire. And uh, Mike Anderson was looking around. The team was looking around. I'm sure CBS is going, hey, we can't – are we going to start this game without him? And he came flying back in, I swear, less than a minute later. So he didn't hold up the tip. But I asked him what happened. And he said he was so nervous and anxious and jacked up about the game that he forgot to put his pants on. His basketball uniform. And so oh my he, went, he went to take his warm-ups off, and he went, whoa, can't do that, because all he had on was a jock strap. Oh, that would have <laughs> made some CBS national news, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah. It's, uh, uh-huh. it's a funny story, and he was a great guy. <laughs> well, Matt Finkus, who is uh, now a regular on our show, uh, lives in Columbus, Ohio, was an All-American and uh, defensive end for Ohio State. He and I were in uh, Glasgow, Scotland together when he was uh, playing for the Scottish Claymores. And I was playing for, or playing for, I, w- I was writing a book on the Glamours. And I knew I was going to like him when one of the first times we went out, he already was trying to organize a, uh, a, a young lady to uh, streak across the field during the NFL Europe game uh, in the middle of the broadcast. So uh, that ended up being the lead of my book was uh, the streaker. So she did. He talked her into it. Hey, you got to get the book. (laughs) Actually, she chickened out at the last second. But I thought just the idea of it was so good. You got to lead with it. All right. Hey, we got to get out of here. Thank you, Lars. Let's do this again in 22 hours. You've been listening to Big News. Haley Sansing of Union Home Mortgage. Northport Power 